0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Janita Stanton. We have Reginald Perriman, Shaka Williams, and we are Tasari. This is a There Something About Real Estate podcast where we talk all things real estate. And today we have special guests Julian and Tristan Denha. <laughs> Thank you,
1: Janita. All right. Thank you, yeah.
0: So let's get to it. All right. Um, okay. Estate financial, Swift Investments top title. So that tells yeah. us already that you know it's all real estate. But we want to start with background and education for both of you. All right, all right. All
2: right. I started off. Uh, you're saying education first. Education. I went to uh, uh, St. Fabian K through eighth. We went to Catholic schools our whole life. Um, Brother Rice High School for high school. Yeah. And then um <laughs> no. Yeah. Right. Oh, Come on. All right. All right. You can't do that. To it's all one thing. You gotta right. change now. Oh, you gotta change. Maybe but I'll
0: tell you more about it after you finish All right, all
2: right. <laughs> Yeah, we went to Brother Rice and then uh after that I went to Wayne State and honestly I never really talk about it, but I had my last three classes left and I said, forget school. I, I, I don't even want to go back. I have a picture with the cap and gown. I talked the lady into letting me walk. I was going to go back. I never did. I, stayed, I went right to work from there. Wow. Honestly. Yep.
0: Yep. Okay. What were cool. you at school for?
2: Uh, business management. It's a worthless degree, to be honest. <laughs> it really is. It's a worthless degree. The teachers can't teach and you that. that. They right. cannot teach you that. So, you know, I, I really didn't go back and I don't, I don't really care. That's right. I don't work for nobody and that's the beauty of it. Right? Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yep. Tristan?
3: Education? Same exact as him.
2: But uh, college, I went to OU,
3: I started as a marketing major, went to finance, went to accounting. I loved accounting, I found a love in accounting within my dad's businesses, which we'll get to. Um, went ahead, took my CPA exams, passed all four exams, and right now I'm in the process of getting my transcripts finalized so that I can get my CPA license, even though it really doesn't hold true value to me. It's all about the name, I, I you know, it's a good title to carry on and no, we'll, we'll make it work with that. Congratulations. Cool. Thank you.
4: Congratulations.
0: Um I want to hear a little bit about up upbringing um because when I met you guys we did talk a little bit about dad and I'm kind of mm-hmm. interested in hearing um you know a little bit about the upbringing yeah. with dad what he does and why you chose like how how did, how did you not like go into that the retail Oh, we'll get into yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's easy. So um, <laughs> me and him
2: both grew up Managing dad stores, dad had thirty-eight stores at one point, blew Dollar Castle up. A lot of people know Dollar Castle in this area, especially. Wow. Blew it up, did amazing, opened up a distribution center. All long story short, times got hard. Pops uh, you know, once the depression happened or uh, recession happened, 08 recession, mm-hmm. prices went up. The the you were buying stuff for sixty cents, now you're buying them for seventy-five eighty, margin shrunk. He had to he had to move uh close the warehouse and he lost a big account with Spartan Foods I'm sure everybody knows Spartan huh. Foods and Farmer Jack so there were a couple th- hurdles that he had to jump through <laughs> close the warehouses started expanding his franchise concept even when things were, were bad then the then we had to go over a dollar franchisees I don't know if you guys are familiar with the franchise concept mm-hmm. they're owner operators that basically own a store like own a store they're the owners but they're using our name and we get paid a a franchise fee for that. Right. And, and um, basically he, uh, the, the franchise, the franchisees couldn't adapt to over a dollar and dump money into their stores. So what my dad did was keep all the big stores. You guys walk into a dollar castle today. They're only, we only kept the large ones and now the business is unbelievable. He made a big comeback doing that and, and uh, he also did a few other things, cash advances and real estate, and he gets into a bunch of stuff. So we uh, we piggybacked off him, and I could say this, and I know he's going to say the same thing. Taught us everything, everything, everything we know. We followed li- literally everything he did. I was in every meeting with him between him and I, every single meeting with him, learning, trying to just pick his brain and learn. Wow you
1: know? how How old were you when you start actually um, being up under your dad in those meetings?
2: I was, man, probably nineteen, twenty. Okay. Where where he would right. actually bring me, I'd beg him. I'm right. I <laughs> beg him, Dad. Just let me come, be off fly on the wall. <laughs> right. You know. But right. yeah, I was young. He taught me at a young age. That's good. Yeah.
1: So when you mentioned the um, businesses, and he kept several of them, so he owned did the franchisees did they own the real estate and they just um had an um, agreement for the they, name. They did not own the real
2: estate. My dad okay. didn't own all the real estate on his stores. He owned the okay. business, not the real estate. Okay. Yep, yep, but uh um he they owned the name right. and he would take a franchise fee. Right. On that, you know, like uh so you would take like two, it's called a 2% royalty on the right. gross revenue of the of the st- uh stores, every store possible, you right. know. That he owned at least with Dollar Castle. Cool. Okay. Yep.
0: So, you guys, um, the businesses, Elite Financial, Swift Investment, Top estate Title. Financial. Huh? Estate. Oh, I'm sorry. What I say?
2: Estate.
0: Oh, why do I want you guys to be elite? I'm sorry. They you are, are elite. elite, but right. the name is Estate. <laughs> it's okay, okay I'm, I, I apologize. But I guess I'm just saying it's a mortgage company, title company, and real estate, correct? Right, right. So, you guys didn't do uh, like the, the retail store franchise. Really,
3: retail was was not the wave anymore. It was a good concept back in the day and it still is a great concept. And we always talk back and forth about finding some way to get back on and maybe ride like an Ollie's bargain outlet concept because we're very similar to those now. But currently what we're doing it's much cleaner, easier. You don't deal with employee turnover, dealing with the cost of the items, putting up stock. There's so many moving parts in retail, but learning that whole retail business makes a business like a mortgage office completely easier simple, yeah right? like simple like easy as one two three abc right and easy. we both say that that
2: probably is the reason that we scaled up and our business is so quick because mm-hmm. if you got to run a dollar store i promise you it's the hardest thing you got to do you're dealing with what we do things is things so easy we're
3: <laughs> right? dealing with thirteen thousand SKUs, 20 employees 10 of them are calling off and Hours are long, and there's so many moving parts bad vendors, jobbers coming in trying to sell you stuff. It never ended. And we learned that it was a good way, you could make a lot of money doing it. Was it for us? No, absolutely not. Yeah, we were not that's not what we were built for.
2: We'll get back into it on the high level. Yes, me and Jason will do it. And he was always handling the accounting, the backing, the office. He put that in line. I put the front end, the operations in line, and him and I were like. The dynamic duo there when we were doing it. But just we wanted to do something easier. It was too hard to
1: grow Mm -hmm. to the level we wanted to, for sure. Did your dad want you to be in that business? No. No. Oh, he didn't. He (laughs) used to yell at us. Get out. Literally yell at us. Like when I told him I
3: was going to be a CPA, because Julian wanted to be involved in the business. He loved it. I loved it too, but I was on the back end. I had a a good person with me in the office, and I just implemented a new system, a new accounting software. Got everything streamlined in there and uh when i told him that he applauded me he wanted me out and which led me to get my job at an accounting firm mm-hmm. which i worked at for a year great job great experience i didn't it wasn't made for me right. i can't be that guy in the a- Cubicles sitting all day. I call them
2: every day saying, What the hell are you doing? Yeah, man? <laughs> Look, I, I took it
3: by the horns. I loved what I did. Truthfully, I learned a lot of stuff. I saw a lot of different companies, a lot of different structures, how they do things, how they write things off, how some clients are buying jets to write off $12 million towards their $40 million income, things like that. Those aren't legit numbers, but they're really doing stuff like that. Like people are really doing that every day. And when you're in the forefront of it and you're seeing everything happen, like a big company is acquiring a small company and how that whole transaction works. It it really develops your brain and you see a whole new light on on deal after deal after deal. You know, you, your
4: your mind is wide open. So we have to keep in mind you're 28.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 28, 25. 25.
1: Yep. Wow. So that that exposure to um, by working at that company, it just opens your mind up. So when you came out on your own, exactly you're like, this is possible.
3: I remember the day I quit my job, my partner told me, like, she knew I was good. right? And she knew I, I I, believed that she did, that I did a great job at what I had to do. My duties, you give me them, I'll do it in a quarter of the time that people will do do the jobs. And I, right. I, I used to actually look at it. It was called a whip journal, a work in <laughs> process journal. And you would go to the prior year and see how long a task took the previous person. Okay, And I was always beating the previous person out. Mm -hmm, And people were coming up to me, having me duties offside. Like they have a whole system for alignment and how to delegate tasks to people and clients. And they were coming to me like the partners directly. And I knew I was doing a phenomenal job. And when I told her that day, she said, it's your time to go and do your thing and fly. And actually I called her about two months ago and now we're signed up with them. They're our representation. They do (laughs) our accounting Mm -hmm. and I won't go with anybody else. I told him, I told everybody, I said, those are my people. Mm They they treated me well. They really treated me like family. I have nothing but respect for them, and everything will always go through them
4: until I open my own accounting firm for one day. Sure. <laughs> so I got something so, to say though. Yeah. So look, we I'm like y'all, right? Mm-hmm. I'm 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 not. I used to be uh, very pro college, yeah. right? Pro school, um, but now I'm not, right? I'm not so much. Now that <laughs> oh, yeah. my son is in school, and I'm like yeah. I'm saying the same thing. Like, why? What are you doing, right? Right. But it sounds like though. Because I had a similar situation, mm-hmm. um, but from going to school, that afforded you the opportunity to go into the business in the positions that you were in, right, and run the the business from that position. Mm-hmm. If you wouldn't have went to school, you could have still came out and done it, yeah, but not in the same man. You wouldn't have understood it the yeah. same way. I, I agree. I, you 100%. know, what I'm saying? I fought through school. I'm not yeah. joking.
2: Yeah, you give me um, a buck. It's but you might as well give me cancer and kill yeah. me. <laughs> it, it, I swear I cannot do anything with a book. I don't right. know how to learn a book. It's, so, it's, know, it's, it's not crazy. fair to me. I swear. I just I just he finished was first book guy. First he
4: first look, Right, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. So now I guess I'm 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 hearing y'all and I have to think a little bit more about the the school aspect because without because I'm the same way. Um, yeah. I, so I think what a lot of people in business miss are missing right now is the practice. The, sp- Fundamentals. Yeah, the fundamentals. Yeah. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Knowing how to run a business. Mm -hmm. Like you just said, something that was basic to you, right? Whip. Yeah. Most people in business have not or most people in this business have never heard of that. Yeah. So they're out here hustling. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So they working twice as hard. Y'all hustling still, but it's like yeah. you said, it's easy and fun. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And then it's
1: too it's not easy. I'm just saying. It yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's simple.
2: <laughs> it is a lot
1: yeah. simpler. What I'm hearing too is both of y'all had a different experience with school. Like you said, mm-hmm. you hated books, you love books. I hated so. books. I didn't like
3: school. <laughs> school isn't my thing. Right. I said, if I'm going to waste four years of my life, I may as well yeah. come out with a
2: certificate I'm, or something. Okay. A so you wanted to see it. So right. I just did he it for myself. The, He had the better mentality than me. Me, I'm if I'm against something, I'm mm-hmm. rebellious. I'm like, hell right. no, I'm not doing <laughs> yeah. it. I don't care what happens. He right. was more like, all right, I got to do it. Whatever. I'll make the best of it. Me, I'm like, no, no, no. Right. I'll make the best elsewhere. I'm not yeah. doing that. Figured out you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. So
1: yeah. speaking to like our younger audience, because we talk about this all the time, right? What kids they're debating on going to college or not it sounds like there are some benefits to going to college yeah. but also I like in your experience that. it may it made sense to work for a large company mm-hmm. before trying to start your business it, it i
3: took that route because i thought it would be beneficial because ideally when i began doing accounting right my goal was to open up a firm it wasn't to go be a mortgage broker right you know what i mean and it <laughs> completely shifted and i'm glad it did not Going and working for the firm was just a stepping stone for me to go and achieve that next goal, which I went ahead and I created a company and me, I had a partner in it, it was called TaxBirds. Now we, we had an H&R Block co- Concept, pop-up shops within my dad's stores. At the same time of doing that, we had a state financial beginning and we had uh, swift investments beginning. So we, at that point we had to, you know, figure out really what makes more sense financially at the time. And we want the mortgage route because it ties directly into real estate and there's a lot of growth opportunity. And accounting could always come back around. And I'm not worried about it. One day, my true goal in life is I want to have a firm. I love accounting. I know it's a very beneficial market and a lot of accountants are perceived the wrong way. And you could be perceived the wrong way in that business, but...
4: I want to bring style to that industry, mm-hmm. and I know I will. Yeah, something one up. day <laughs> I'm gonna say something about that. Yeah, that's good. You're 25. Just give it a about five more years. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm more <laughs> because no I'll never do it again. I loved accounting too. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Like it was something I always wanted to do. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really want to own a firm. Uh, I wanted to work for. Back then, it was the Big Five, then mm-hmm. turned to the Big Three. Big, yeah, you know what I mean. It's, you, it's big, four. It? it's big Four now. I right? think
3: Big Four. Yeah, I'm
4: pretty sure. It big was four. big five and then it went to big three and maybe it's big yeah. four now. But uh now, no, I'll hire an accountant. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. That's <laughs> right. right. I hired an accountant. Yeah. Right. Like I'm I'm yeah. good, you know. I look at it as he, a business model. Sorry to he delays
2: he delays on my taxes every every year. <laughs> He's, the, <laughs> He's the, worst the worst client I've ever had, ever had in my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> he makes me not want to do accounting. <laughs> uh, That's funny. Yeah.
0: yeah, I deal with the same problem every year. Mm-hmm. Who's yeah. your accountant? <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> be, Why would you hire somebody be, that hated? It'd be
0: August, then I'd be like, "Can I get some taxes?" <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, but man, um, she gave you the uh, the taxes in uh like, in shoebox. Yeah, she don't give you in the shoebox. She just she just send you uh ten ninety nines and just the basic you know, the stuff that came in the mail. and that's yeah. It. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do, do my taxes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's um, what happened to the accounting business?
3: We're doing too good in real estate for me to take my eye gotcha. off the prize that I can't afford to, to do that.
0: I hear so many people that are have been in accounting or like uh, going to school for like law and then they decide to be a mortgage broker or a real estate agent. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. my, my, my
2: wife's an attorney. Yeah. She was working for a firm and we pulled her out and we said, hey, let's do a title company. She, she was all in, quit her job actually ran into her boss about a month ago, actually, and and, and he was asking about her. But, yeah, she gave up law to move to title, and it's working out great for her, you know? Okay.
0: So, specialty um, or um, areas of, like, strength. So, because I know you have each aspect Mm -hmm. going on right now, but you're mostly focused on, because we haven't even talked about some of the things that you're doing, like the wholesale um, business and you know those things so yeah. where's your specialty area at currently like what are you mainly focused on day-to-day right so now? so
2: what i do me every day-to-day i do mainly two things the first thing is uh the wholesale company and investment uh flips and all that but i mainly concentrate on the wholesale sales and growing that team right now and um the other thing i do and it's it's kind of a abstract thing it just happens naturally is i find more opportunities and I keep going, going, and going, and finding this and that. Like we're opening up a bar uh, on Pontiac Trail and Orchard Lake, mm-hmm. uh, with 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 some partners, and you know things just come up, and we we take them on as they go. You know we're we're primarily businessmen, right? right. And then this is just what we're doing in operations. You okay. get what I mean?
4: That's what funds are the business, all mm-hmm. the other businesses. Exactly. Right? There, yeah.
2: Now the real estate end of things is all vertically integrated, like mortgages, real estate title they're all lined up they help each other out they support each other kind of that's why we got into title and we're successful in title from these two businesses we do enough deals to to support the title company and the title company was turnkey ready to go um but yeah the the bar i think is like uh almost vertically integrated indirectly right Mm -hmm. like hey i got a client like I'm gonna take him to the, the bar. bar and hey, let's yeah. let's let's go have mm-hmm. a drink, hang out, talk, potentially negotiate, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of where the bar was like, you know what? I think we should do this. Mm-hmm. It's becoming a headache, by the way, already. <laughs> and I kind of wish I didn't do it in a sense, but if it wasn't for my partners and and everything we're doing and how how successful that bar will be, I would have I would have regretted if I was by myself. But I got some good partners with me.
1: Right. Yep. So you have partners outside of your brother. Are you yeah. part of the He's, bar too? Yeah.
2: Me and him. If okay. there's a two dollars scratch off that we win, I get a dollar. He gets a dollar.
3: Sweet. That's how it works. <laughs> if it loses, I'll I'll send him a Venmo request for ten
0: dollars. <laughs> how about the sister?
3: The sister works with us at yeah. uh, um, safe financial. financial. She's at the mortgage office with us. She's mm-hmm. doing processing now.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So wife is titled. You're wholesaling. Mm-hmm. You guys have a bar. Sister is doing. Mortgage. Yep. yep. Processing.
3: Sweet. Yep. Exactly. My girlfriend is also works at the mortgage office. Oh wow. Yep. Man. So yeah. She's we got a lot of family too, members man. there too. Yeah, we got, yeah. Probably got ten family members at the mortgage office. Wow. And it's fun. It's a good time with yeah. all those guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Christmas parties are alive. Oh <laughs> yeah. We haven't hit Christmas yet. Right. But yeah, we will. Yeah. Party's well,
2: right. parties live there. Yeah. So they just
4: started full launch in uh, January first, twenty twenty one.
2: Right. Yep. Yep. Oh yep. wow! Yes. We're, we're we're a young company, right? Young companies, I should say. Right. Yeah, we're very young.
0: Sweet. Nice. What are each of your strengths? So the reason why I put this question on here, and I know we've kind of gauged that a little bit mm-hmm. through our interview process, mm-hmm. but I, when I was with you guys for the short amount of time that I was, I'm like, they're very, you're very different, and I know you do different things. Yeah. Like, it, I can see it. Yeah.
2: So I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you a funny (laughs) analogy. I, I always say this and he knows it's true. I'm like the hoster, right? Like at my house, when we, when we lived together, we would host parties and like, I was the guy pouring everybody drinks, entertaining, making everybody have a good time. And at the end of it, he was the guy that would just like to clean it up yeah. and make make it spick and span. Get everything there. I'm he the back-end guy. i was the everything happen no he, matter what. If it right. wasn't for him, <laughs> I wouldn't be successful. No and if it wasn't for me, he wouldn't be successful. So 100%. that's why we do everything together. I bring a deal to him. I throw it at him. Nobody knows how to put me in my place and organize it better than him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would it's be good. nothing without him. I'm it's telling good. you the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean it. That's good,
0: that's good. Yep. So I wanna get into um mortgages. You know? You want I, no, I don't wanna get into it. Like well, say I we can help you out. To talk y'all with that, right. Hey, you wanna open up an
2: office? We'll get you right.
0: <laughs> one of the things that I wanna talk about because we don't really talk about it um yeah. much anymore, and I think I told you guys that too when we were talking, like so the mortgage broker side of the business and um I guess specifically doing non QM deals. So, what's the difference between non-QM QM and QM? you at the wrong guy. you got to talk to him. Tristan. <laughs> so, to my knowledge of it,
3: right. QM, no, it really is. QM is Qualified Mortgage Passes By Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac Guidelines, and they write that, and they're backing it. They're selling it off to them. Uh, Non-QM is more so a little more unregulated to where we could push things in LLC names, where we could push things in lower credit, and along those lines. So... They're two different markets, and usually non-QM is a higher rate, and QM is going to be a lower interest rate. Right. Higher risk, lower risk. That's how I look at it.
0: Okay. Right. So, if it's non-QM, which is going to be higher risk, that essentially means that a person maybe doesn't have, like you said, the best credit. They just structure
3: it. Not the best credit. Like, the LLC name, for example. Like, I have a guy in Virginia that called me and he's doing properties. And he's running through a non-QM lender that is allowing just bank statements to approve the guy. They're not doing any other underwriting. Mm-hmm. So they're taking that and they're only using that to qualify the guy based on cash flow. So they're gonna charge a higher interest rate rather than UWM over here taking the guy and throwing him through the whole underwriting process, looking at every single document, having you make an LOX for a deposit in his bank account, you know? They go harder on it, so they're able to secure themselves more. Okay. And both, one works on, well, they both work on volume, really, but, you know, it's higher risk, lower risk.
0: Mm. LOX, letter of explanation. explanation the worst <laughs> right. thing to ever come <laughs> up on the condition ever.
3: Right.
1: You think so? so I think like it's the easiest.
3: Yeah, it is. We it is, but it it's so unnecessary it that is, when I have it. to call my client and I have to explain to them that they have to write a letter of explanation about, Whatever it is. Something so irrelevant, mm-hmm. really, that doesn't even make sense. They look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> but then you have to express to them that it's the lender. They have an underwriting team. That's not us. We're mm-hmm. just brokering the transaction. Mm-hmm. We're getting the documents. We're uploading the documents.
1: Mm-hmm. So I have a deal like that now where the guy, he owns several you know, properties. Mm-hmm. So they came back. They wanted um, proof that there's no HOA on these other properties, even though they're all single-family properties in right. Detroit. So he had to write a letter basically stating there's no HOA on these properties. He had to show that the taxes were current and that mm-hmm. type of thing. But it's a bank statement loan, mm-hmm. pretty much. Exactly. So they're taking a higher risk. So they still may ask for some additional information, but it's not to comply with yeah. Fannie or Freddie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not much.
4: standard. So standard and not standard, right? Yeah. Right. Normal and or basic or not basic.
1: And low risk, high risk. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Made me almost forget my next question. Which was it? those loans
1: would be more or less for people that uh, a a lot of your business owners would do those loans that's what Um, if I was an investor I would get a non-QM mortgage every day of the week and I would buy
3: multiple properties with it because at that point you're paying so many mortgages your income needs to be all the way up here, like showing $500,000 a year. Right. But when you're taking all your deductions and, you know, yeah, have it. maximizing your tax <clears throat> benefits, you don't have it. Exactly. So it's a better route for sure. No right. matter what.
4: For an investor. People right. that are actually, so you're talking about investors that are real investors, not, not the fake investors. Right. Not yeah. the <laughs> investor out here
1: saying that, you know, that doesn't file taxes, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> right. Because so, speaking of accounting, mm-hmm. because, like, I know a lot of business owners, they try to write off everything, yep. but then when they go to get yep. a loan, they're it's like, do you make it 300000 mm-hmm. a year and you can't qualify for 150000 Because a Because they're smart. Cause they're doing you, smart business. Yeah. yeah but but then, then you get penalized for it. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But if then they have to they go exactly. this route. And they can qualify because the money is there. How are you going to tell me I don't qualify for $150,000? Right. <laughs> you make 300 a year, and I got two fifty in the bank. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So the, it makes sense to go that route right. for those type yes. of um, buyers. Yes, 100%. You, know. but you, was, go ahead.
4: you have to be filing tax. So they're still going to ask for real you bank right statements now, or tax. Right?
3: right now, if you applied with me, they're going to pull your tax transcripts mm-hmm. for 2020, mm-hmm. no matter what. And if you didn't file... They're gonna hold it off until you file. They won't approve you. Yeah,
1: mm. I. That's why you want the accounting firm. Yeah, exactly. So I'll, I'll file all your taxes. <laughs> yeah, I'll file your taxes for all the past seven years. You did <laughs> Exactly. Oh, those are the worst clients, man. Yeah.
0: Um. So I was telling you that I'm. A, I'm I've been scared of using a mortgage broker because I've been comfortable using a lender. Uh. You know that funds their deals right. and sells it after the fact and so on and so forth. And um, you were kind of like, well, send me something. I'm going to close it for sure.
3: It's all about closing.
0: Right. End of the day.
3: If I can close your deals, that's what we're here for. So the beauty of us is that you could give me someone random with a crazy scenario that terrible credit, derogatory accounts, blah, 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 the whole nine yards. And I could take it to a bank. Now, if you take it to a, a big bank, they're stuck with themselves. But me on the other hand, I have 100 banks that I work with that I could shop it around and find that person that's going to take that qualification and and write it no matter what. And then I always have my primary bank, which is UWM in this case, which is one of the best lenders in the nation, if not the best. And they're phenomenal. They've invested so much in their systems that, like with us, that I I could put a loan in to call it Monday. On Tuesday, I could have a clear to close, and
0: that's United Wholesale Mortgage. Exactly, okay. right.
3: and those are my prime. That's my primary bank. Ninety percent of my loans go through through United Wholesale Mortgage, okay. which is. I've been hearing a
0: lot yeah. of good things about United.
1: I promise so. you, send me a deal. I'll show you how we work. <laughs> okay. So let me <laughs> let me ask this because we have a lot of listeners that are not like sophisticated when it mm-hmm. comes to this. So basically, uh, a po- different from a direct lender, which you go to, you have to qualify for their programs. Mm-hmm. But a mortgage broker like yourself, you can shop them to different lenders. Exactly. And then as a mortgage broker, it's your job to understand what each lender is offering so you can shop them to the right people. Yes. So someone would maybe, so most lenders just say, hey, you need a 620 or 680 credit Mm -hmm. score. If someone is just below that or maybe they have a 620 but their income to debt ratio is off a little bit, you can shop them around. And find a lender for that buyer. Right. Okay. When it comes to DTI, though,
3: it's the only iffy thing because we run automated underrating system, DU and LPA. Uh, Those findings really pre-underrated. It's like the rough draft of the file. Right. They give us approved eligible. We can push it through. Any other reading, we cannot do it. Okay. No matter who the lender is.
1: Right.
0: Debt to income ratios and desktop underwriting. I think yep. is what we just heard. <laughs> Correct. Right. Yep. Yep. So we I sometimes when we get to act. So this is what you call real estate jargon. And I was taught like at a young age to be careful with real estate jargon because when other people are listening, they don't know what you're talking about. Right. So they're like right. what yeah. in the world did they just say? So I owned the um,
2: company with him, and he lost me. I'm not
0: gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> right. and Julian got real quiet. And right. He's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna sit here and you know." Well, that's that's his. <laughs> so so he's, that's his. 4K. that's, just yes. the, yeah, that's his part of the
4: business. Yeah,
0: right. yeah, yeah. Go
4: ahead. No go ahead. You got something? No, I didn't have anything. I mean, I was, I was, I was just gonna say that. Um, uh, de- uh debt to income is it you know what i mean so as long as you can that's afford true. it you, as long as yeah. you can show that you can afford it you you feel like you can get the deal closed unless yes. you got some r- ridiculous scenario you
1: exactly know I mean?
3: so, and that's all pre underwriting it you yeah. catch that before you even start yeah. to where we don't waste not even time. my time so mm-hmm.
1: just explain what is debt to income
3: debt to income is your amount of debt obligations which is your monthly debt payments and credit cards car payments Installment loans, things like that, to the total income that you make right. on a monthly basis.
1: Right. So someone, so this is like scenario: someone's making a hundred thousand a year, and they have maybe you know eight hundred dollars a month expenses, right? Debt mm-hmm. versus someone that makes one hundred and twenty thousand a year, but they got three thousand a month debt. They're not going to qualify for as much because they got more debt. Exactly. Right. It's all about that's so everything with qualification is DTI. So don't get the escalade before you buy the house. Exactly, right?
3: exactly. <laughs> right. And you know what? The worst thing is when you're almost there, and this guy somehow inquired about okay. getting an escalade, yeah. a Range Rover, and now they're asking if he got new debt obtained. And turns out he got a new ra- a new Range Rover. And it's like, gosh, <laughs> man! You couldn't have waited three weeks at least, right?
0: Yeah. I One of my long friends, um, he's been trying to get his stuff together because he's been an entrepreneur for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. He has some debts and things, can't disclose. But he posted something on Facebook, and he's like looking at uh, Bentleys, and his whole thread is going like, do it, man, do it, with the strong yeah. arm, and I'm right. on there like, you better not. <laughs> right, right, oh yeah. Not if you're trying to still get this house. Oh yeah. yeah. Does he um, own a house? Not, not yet. yet. Oh, <laughs> man. And
1: probably not never. None <laughs> of uh-huh. <laughs> that. It, that. Right? Yeah, that, right? <laughs> the Bentleys, that, boy, that note is going to throw you mm-hmm. off.
0: But he he will. He's going to get the Bentley in the house. He's just going to get the house first. <laughs> right. So yeah. um, I want to talk a little bit about your workspace and, like, how you guys operate there and the uh, Morella space. I really like the atmosphere.
2: You saw you saw the mortgage office so he got to touch up on the mortgage office no
0: but you gave me the tour <laughs> I, I was with him, but he, he handles
2: the, he really does handle the environment there okay. the, the the vibes everything there he handles all of it I found him the space but he he knows okay. how to handle yeah. that mm-hmm. all that is him.
0: Mm, so, like, right. how does that work? You know, like, tell us about the space, what time people come in, what, what your expectations are. And I'm, I'm very curious to see how you get in, you know, how you cut into somebody when they're not. Yeah. <laughs> so,
3: um, really, we're just working on a network internally within our office. And we're reaching outsourcing to HR um, and trying to gather as many employees as we could. And when we got there, and we actually started the business we had a totally different image for the business than what we are today, which was we wanted to be really like professional guys and hey, come in suit and ties and whatnot and older people educated. (laughs) And we realized that first off, we're a baby company. So why would a guy who's making $120,000 at JP Morgan Chase come work with us? Right. Right. He's not going to come work with us. So we targeted the young kids the young kids came aboard and we were in a 1200 square foot office. It started with one young kid one brought two, that second brought four, that four brought three, and before you knew it, we're in 1,200 square feet with about 16 people, 17 people. We're like you know, tight as can be, and he used to come into the office. It was office. a sweatshop. It was a sweatshop. He used to come joking. in there. There was probably 13 fans in the office just running at all times, and everybody was just dialing. We're getting deals, and we're still really learning what we're doing. We don't even know what's, what's happening. We're getting a deal. We're sending the docs out, you know, figuring out how to push it through underwriting and get it to the closing table. And you know, it got so big that they were driving so many deals and so many people wanted to come on board. It was to the point where I had, my office was not a four person office. I put a table in my office and I had three guys working on a laptop in that office. I had another, my partner's office, he had a couch. They were sitting on the couch. They were sitting at the head of his desk. They actually put another two desk in there to where two guys were on the wall. And right when you walked in, we had another table where you had four people. So it was like packed in there and we made the move. The best thing we ever made, he really pushed it on us and it made a lot of sense to do it. We went ahead, took the space, brought more employees on. And now today we're sitting with, you know, about 35 employees and we're growing with that. We have a lot of interviews and things coming on and we're just kind of trying to keep the morale young driven not even young I don't even care about that I just want to be a hip mm-hmm. environment right. you know 2021
4: 20, that's stuff where
3: you get yeah you come in it's not corporate to the fullest level we, you know we have our duties mm-hmm. that we have to have as a corporation like come in at this time lunches this time things like that group puddles um but really if you want to play basketball and shoot around take a 10 minute break feel free I want I encourage that. Mm-hmm. I want you to take a mental break because sitting on that dialer for seven hours a day, That could beat you down. Mm -hmm. So whatever you do to clear your mind, do it. And if it comes to
1: the point where you're always clearing your mind, then there's a problem. (laughs) And that
3: always happens. It's the name of
1: the game. Right. So So you. you it sounds like you adapted to um, the current generation of employees. Yes. Pretty much. So they feel like they got a cool, safe environment, the culture is good, Mm -hmm. and it motivates them to keep working. Because it sounds like, I don't think you guys are going to lose any employees anytime soon. Yeah. Eh, they happens. come and go. Yeah, they come and go. but well, they probably no fire what, themselves.: They, they do fu- I na- we
3: don't fire them: right. unless they really, really, really mess up. Like you really <laughs> have to go the extra mile to, to get fired from right. either one of our companies. <laughs> I can speak on his behalf. We try to work with everybody. right. I believe in everybody, and I know he believes in everybody. and it's always about the mentor, and it's not the individual. Right. You could always train that guy out of that bad mindset right. as long as you're really willing to put the work in. And I have a couple people in mind that I do that with on a daily basis because I truthfully care about them as a person. I don't, right. don't care about me making money off them. Right. I want them to be successful and indirectly that makes me successful, but that's not even, I don't even look at that part. I just want them to have personal success. And then that drives the moral the morale of the company. It's. Everybody works together. We're a team. I don't have one employee in my office. Truthfully, I have 35 partners in my office. Not every single one of them. Every single day comes in at 10 a.m. ready to work, and we make it. We make it happen every day. So Mm -hmm. what
0: time do you start dialing?
3: They start dialing 10
1: a.m. Okay. And then like you're dialing across the country. Yeah. So states
3: we our dialer naturally filters out states. So 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. is the legal dial time. So it filters
1: out between the times. So they could dial all the way up to 12 o'clock. So this is dialing for the mortgage side. The mortgage or side. What about the wholesale side? Wholesale well, side, I take
2: a completely different approach. Okay. I have a, a call center in the Philippines. So who he has, he's been commissioned. Basically, if I had to compare them, right. I have uh, Philippine Filipinos calling right. our people and hitting them so you... all day long, and then I have it gets turned like he has loan officers. Right. I have real estate acquisition specialists. Mm. And then they take that file on,
1: and then we go from there. So you have like ISAs, pretty much. What's so, ISA? I'm not oh, sure. so inside sales associate. So basically, like in real they're estate, they're called virtual assistants. Virtual assistants. <laughs> yep, yeah, yep, yep. right. Yeah. So, so we have about the same. Same. yeah. This same. Huh? same. It's the same. Yeah. I, I never yeah. heard that term. Well, we use so we use virtual assistants, yeah. which is our VAs, but they do like a lot of the admin stuff. Yeah. But our ISA, our people, they're basically virtual assistants, but they're trained. Or like certain sales scripts Mm -hmm. and things of that nature yeah yeah exactly
2: that's what i have i have one one main and the rest are
1: cold call all day so what i'm hearing both a lot of your success is coming from hitting the phones oh yeah smile and dial (laughs) all the success is
3: on made on the phone the truthfully is you got if you want to make money pick up the phone and just call anybody and you can figure it out it's always you got to call Right. Or what? And that there's always inbound, but yeah. you guys Thank ever God. watch Wolf of Wall Street? Oh, time. Yeah. I feel like
2: we're in the movie, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. Or <a> Boiler <laughs> Room. You know, you Pick, up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Yeah. You're mad your wife will do this <laughs> and that. Right. Pick up the phone and start
1: dialing. That's all I hear every day.
0: That's what we use all yeah.
1: day. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that this has been a fun interview. yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Wait, Absolutely. do you guys ever argue? I know you, you get any yeah. fights or anything? Oh, yeah. I get, as big as he is, I kick his ass
2: sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> My only funny, brother, I yeah. have to let him. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> funny.
0: Yeah, you guys have a um, really nice. Um, vibe or energy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. One of the first things that they said was, so we were connected through a mutual um, associate. We have to have them on. Right, right. Um,
2: you got to tell them we did a deal together. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> well,
0: he, he knows. I talked to him. Oh, no, um, I told
2: him. I'm saying tell them. Oh. Tell oh yeah. the users. Me and you got a deal going. Oh, <laughs> <No>. yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's a, they... He's beat me up on the price, but... <laughs> <laughs> not well, but, but, but. I
2: stayed. I stayed. I said what I'm going to
1: charge you, and I stayed right there. I didn't budge. He was no, exactly. I was exactly <laughs> Wait, but do the numbers make sense for you?
0: I think that they make sense. Um, I'm still waiting to hear from my business partner his true thoughts because I started to get chewed out, but then All I guess right. he got a call. And so then I have to wait until like Monday to get the rest That's of my not what happened. No, listen, uh, let me tell me. Let me start, start, y'all. <laughs> hold on. I'm just, uh,
4: the numbers are fine, right? Right. The issue is Janita's last second. I'm busy. as hell right. all day, every day, running. Yeah. Ninety nine phone calls. She knows it, right? Right. So she sends me a. Uh, I don't know, did you text or even email? She send me a text. I texted
0: you email. like four or five days ago. with no. the first text? With no, My phone at not true.
4: But no, I'm not. We're not talking about that. There's a deal on the table, so that's fine. That there's a deal on the table, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Or that was two days ago. We went. As a matter of <laughs> fact, when she says there's a deal, <laughs> we normally go get there immediately. It's been seventy-two so, hours. So we went there to, when she told us. We saw. I met you yesterday. Yeah. yeah that but, was so. The day before yesterday is when she told me about the deal. No, right.
0: the day before that is when I told you about the deal. The next day we did a drive by of the property.
4: Agreed. okay okay
0: yeah. i got you
4: uh no the day that we did the drive by today we knew i knew yeah. about the property yeah. and then the next day we saw the property and yeah. then today so i'm like okay i'm still waiting on numbers mm-hmm. and then today she says we got a $2000 emd non refundable non refundable <laughs> do, do i do it or not you know what I mean? Well, I, she had already agreed no, to it. No, I did so. not. I no. said before no. I
0: signed the contract, and so I basically oh, get okay. the okay for him to sign. But right. I, but
4: I'm saying we we he haven't even that. talked. To, man, right. we, I went over there for uh, what was in there for ten minutes yeah. at like, best. Not even, yeah. you know what I mean. Right. So and I know nothing about the deal. She, so Janita handles our deals. So she yeah. she that's how, you know she meets <laughs> everybody, She's a deal whoever. Finder. uh Sends me a deal, I send them to Janita, right? Yeah.
2: So I'll tell you this, mm-hmm. honestly, and I told Janita, to, and this is funny, it's on air, but <laughs> I told you, I have, I said, look, I might be able to get it for you for cheaper. It's mm-hmm. up to you. Mm-hmm. I have somebody who wants to walk it. Yep. I mean it. Mm-hmm. I got to take care of my business. Mm-hmm. I'm, right. I want to build a relationship with mm-hmm. you guys, but I also got to take care of my business, right? Mark is. called me last minute. 11.30 was supposed to be for somebody else. Mm-hmm. They couldn't make it. So then I was going to show it again mm-hmm. one more time and just... Mm-hmm. Do it. So mm-hmm. I told her, look, you, you could either go there or maybe he doesn't pay. I don't know. I'll your numbers honest. are not bad though. So I, the issue isn't numbers your numbers. Work.
4: Your numbers are not bad. Yeah. The issue is that man, I'm making a last second decision right now. Right. With no information.
1: Right. I don't. You're making don't, a decision right now on the show. No. <laughs> no. We, we already had, exactly. no, uh, we, we, we put yeah. you on the spot. What you gonna do, man? Oh, we <laughs> already signed. <laughs> Oh, our, our, we already signed, right? We got you,
0: um, but perspective is key. You only heard one side of Hold the story, but I'm gonna right. let that be it. Yeah. Yeah, we already
2: yeah. signed. Yeah. My partner sent you guys everything. He has the same name as me. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. So, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> so I saw
0: <laughs> <talked laughs> two different names, and I'm like, why is the yeah, name you know, Julian? Yeah. Like, Julian But
2: the right. difference in this deal,
4: why mm-hmm. I'm not that upset, is be so we do hard deals. This is an easy deal. Okay. It's one Tim that key. I can, I can, yeah, I can, he, who was, at, you asked yeah, was whether or not we're going to do a, a full gut or just going to be a yeah. uh, spruce We do it that up. every time. I'm telling old ones old ones
0: yeah. you. Yeah. And this, this is one of the ones that you need to do full I mean. gut. This is
2: a put it right back on the yeah. market, make your 20 grand, 30 grand, whatever the number is, and move on. Correct. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it's a Correct. good deal. It really is. It is. Yep.
4: But I'm just saying, so I told her that. Cap. <laughs> <laughs> right. the cap
0: is so what I have is a busy partner yeah. who I constantly say can you stop can you look at it come in here and say so he came and sat on my full time. Yeah. and he said well tell me about it and so I told him about it there and yeah. then I called him earlier today and I said hey I want to go over these numbers with you one more time are you listening and yeah. he was like um I'm not gonna be listening in a minute if you don't start talking.
4: No, I said. <laughs> so I'm, she knows I'm busy, nothing right? wrong with that. But right. The I'm reason
0: busy. why I'm asking him if he's listening or gonna give me a minute. For this is because of this conversation that we having right now. Right, right. Because then I get accused of not. But in the in the meanwhile, yeah. I'm a, I am doing my due diligence. I'm yeah. pulling what I can pull as far as title, finding the owner's name, calling the the county, calling the yeah. city. Yeah. I'm doing all those things. Yeah. So I'm going to still do due diligence, yeah. whether he stops for a minute or not, because right. ultimately he's probably going to say yes, yeah, sign it. We're going to move yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you. I still have to have.
2: And and look, a guy like me. Well, you guys, honestly, this is a compliment to you guys. I don't know if you were involved in the deal or not at all, Reg. But, yeah.
1: Uh, no, I
2: wasn't. <laughs> well, compliment to you guys. You know, I, we look for people, and Mark knows this about us. We do, we do deals, and every we we select who we send our deals to. Right. Mm-hmm. I was a little second guessing because I don't usually do it like this. It was so I didn't know you, mm-hmm. very informal. I didn't even have your number. You pulled up, and I'm like. I think I, I didn't even call you the right name because I don't I, I didn't even know who you were, and I don't do deals like that. I do people do deals with people that I know. Yep. And before I talk to them, I explain to them how it works. And you guys made it so easy on us that we're going to send you guys a lot more deals. There it is. And, right. and we find good deals. So mm-hmm. you know, with that being said, believe me, Janita, Shaka. Reggie, even, I know you're, yeah. you guys are <laughs> investing.
1: We, yep. we will send you guys a lot more deals. Relationships. I you. Relationships, yeah. like you I want to point something out. You said something real good for, because our show, a lot of wholesalers listen to us, a lot of investors. Yeah. You said you don't send your deals to just anybody. Absolutely right? Because not. you want performance. You want people that know what they're doing, yeah. that can actually close. Yep. And then from the investor standpoint, I tell a lot of investors, you need to know your numbers. You need to know what you're doing in order to keep getting deals. Yeah. Because people don't want you. Keep sending you deals and you keep backing out. Mm-hmm. The, the number deals one thing back. is
2: underwrite the deal before you see it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Know the comps. Because you're not going right. to figure out the comps after you see it. Mm-hmm. Right. What you imagine is probably what you're going to get, right? You're right. going to walk through the house. Probably got oak cabinets, right? Like mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. Those like vinyl <laughs> floor tiles, right? Yep. You got an ugly bathroom that's yes. like livable but it's not nice the house is livable right right but underwrite your deals run the comps yeah know know that it's going to take if you want to gut and remodel it like you guys don't want to do mm-hmm. which is a unique situation mm-hmm. then take know it's going to take 30 40 grand right mm-hmm. um assume that in your head and see what you could sell it for a top dollar or keep it as is could i resell this for two hundred and fifty thousand? Then you keep it as is in Southfield. How we
4: $2. do get two fifty? Yeah. Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't
2: remember. I don't
4: remember the numbers. But yeah, yeah. No, yeah. We, we'll be good on the on the deal. So we do. We have two options. Yeah. So that's the good thing. So uh, the reason that the answer was yes yeah. was because uh, it's Southfield.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Southfield. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. it was. Uh, you know what I mean? It was yeah. nothing to think about. Uh, right. We
4: just did a deal though, and this is why I'm talking. This is why I'm saying this. And it's not a knock, but I'm just saying we just did a deal. That became a headache mm-hmm. because of title.
2: Wait, after you guys closed or before
4: you
0: so, closed? So anytime I bring, so the hard stuff, I'm going to let everybody know up front. I'm sorry, let me talk into the mic. Yeah. So the thing was, um, the owners were not waiting on, It was a, a tax, rush. It, it was a tax sale. Mm-hmm. And when you have a tax sale, most of the time, if you can't, if the FOIA isn't clean, now you have to quiet, quiet the title. title. Yep. So um, that was the that was the immediate situation. I explained to the lender. I explained to my partner. Um, they are not waiting for us to get a FOIA. They are not letting us quiet title. They want a five thousand mm-hmm. dollars non refundable deposit, and mm-hmm. they want to know if we're doing it or not.
2: But non refundable <clears throat> in the assignment, it should say. Just so you know, it should say. Every template has it. Title must clear.
0: No, not when they say, um, this is not you're taking a quick claim deed. Like Oh, you took a quick Yeah. Claim. So, Indeed, right. <laughs> <laughs> so so <laughs> what happened with that um particular scenario is that everybody knew going into it before I signed the dotted line that we were gonna be taking a quick claim deal that we were gonna have to be quiet in the title potentially. Mm-hmm. And so, like I told you, I always do my due diligence. So I'm gonna do my own search first yeah, right. to see what i find because i want to see how murky it looks we got you
2: I, mm. honestly i'll do it, no.
0: I'll do it for well free. it's all clear and, and so okay. the whole thing was and i had title companies already researching it and i took it to a title company i said and i asked the owner of the title company if it were you would you do it mm-hmm. and the owner of the title company said yeah i would and so based on that we closed the deal now what we had happen was our the person who was financing the deal act like he didn't know that I told him that we were going to have to potentially quiet this title. Mm -hmm. But thank goodness we don't have to do a quiet title because the title is clear. We end up getting a warranty deed. Um, Our lender did press that. So Mm -hmm. I think that was a good thing because had he not pressed it, we probably would have just did what we normally do, which is, um, if the if the title company says, you know, we we can't um do it without quiet title, then we right. start that process immediately while we're doing the rehab.
4: Right. Okay. My point that I was I, making yeah. is that uh, that only have whenever you have a deal that's rushed, mm-hmm. it, it is normally not a good deal.
2: Yeah. I got you title insurance, yeah. trust yes. me. And you, I saw that you're <laughs> I, I would a, not yeah. do that. Yeah. I won't sell a deal without right now we're going through the process. Mm-hmm. I told you about those Pontiac, you said you like yeah. Pontiac. We got two duplexes being sold in mm-hmm. Pontiac right now. And we, we, uh, they have to go through – there was a lien, and they also have to do a quiet title action. Right. We're waiting it out. I told mm-hmm. the buyers. They asked for my advice, and I honestly told them, don't close yet, and I'm going to make some good money on it. But, right. hey, it's not worth burning that bridge. Just there exactly. you go. That's you all know. Know what I'm
4: saying. Like, right there.
2: I will. I will always be honest. Mm-hmm. I think that real estate, the number one thing to be successful – actually, there's two, and they go almost – they're almost hand in hand. Ethical mm-hmm. and hustle. Yeah. Those two things will make you successful as can be in real estate. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't know, say I don't know and figure it out. You know, things yeah. like that. Yeah.
4: Don't say you know everything. You don't, you yeah. know I don't what know anything about I don't
2: know it. everything. Right. right.
4: So, no. But it's a good deal. So, uh, you know, I'm not knocking anything because we haven't had a bad deal yet. Yeah. In the, f- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the uh, <laughs> five years I've known her. So. Yeah, right. But I don't like to be put on the spot. That's yeah. so what you- I'm not thinking about. It.
1: So yeah. you guys actually have the ultimate trifecta. You have the mortgage, you have the title, yeah. then you have the real estate on the wholesale side. Yeah. Are you considering we doing have, like a brokerage?
2: We do have invested uh, investments. Okay. Yeah, we merged right. with a company. Actually, the so the ex CEO of Quicken Loans right. was named uh, Pat. His name's Pat McInnes. Okay. And his son and his brother are our partners. They own Forged Homes. We flipped them a few properties, and we decided to merge mm-hmm. together. Sweet. And we did like an equity swap so that we're we're going through the full process now. Mm, right. So now we, we acquire properties all over and we're we're buying some in Florida. I mean, I mean they're on full attack mode, those guys. Are they
1: so. are they buying a holding for cash flow or are uh, they flip no, buying a flipping? They will. Okay. They
2: haven't really they have like three rentals that we're not even a part of. Okay. But they do want to grow that with us now. Okay. Yep.
1: Great. Sweet. Yep, I mean, yep. All right. I had fun with this. Yeah, uh, it was a good one. Just, mm-hmm. kind of Do y'all have photos of y'all office, y'all humble beginnings? I have a
4: video, but it's
1: kind yeah. of an inappropriate it's video. We're, we're still paying. Yeah. I don't know what they said we're, on it. it we're was still we're, paying the lease. The, 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 are, reason, the, the so. reason I asked because you brought up like the Wolf of Wall yep. Street. You know yep. how everybody starts out like in Boiler Room, all those movies. They start off in these little shabby places in a yeah. like, big high rise. <laughs> yeah, so I well, want to yeah. see you guys document that. Yeah, it's you know. documented. With, Trust me. Yeah. 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 I have
3: like 30 videos on my phone. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah but the guys are saying with the guys, uh, with the guys It was. It was actually the day that we were leaving the office. Right. And my partner was taking a video of everything. And he was saying, like, what do you have to say? And everybody was saying the same thing, like, screw this place. <laughs> right. We can't wait to get out of here and go and be open and free. And. Seeing that whole transition and all the
1: guys stick with us, it, it's right. been
4: unbelievable. Mm-hmm. We we'll look at it after the uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yep. So, and, and last question for me: You got a, a young guy. Um, you say he's making like fourteen grand yes. a month. Wow. Yeah. He's a so grinder. When, it's funny because you say young guy, and you're twenty eight, mm-hmm. and you're twenty five. Yep. So I can only imagine making that type of money you mm-hmm. i wasn't even making that money at 28 yeah yeah that's great yeah. so yeah if you need a job go work for these guys yeah work with us yeah
0: yeah he said they're all partners yep. Yep. <laughs> 14
1: grand a month
0: oh yeah minimum
2: Right.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no you really gotta,
3: right. We, got there's right. Always, we always hear about the goods, there's guys making two grand, but right. the difference is the mentality and the hustle. Mm. Right. And that's it. If you have it, you have it. And if you want it, you get it. Right. And that's it. Right. There's I can't I could make that happen out of you if I really put the time and effort, but right. naturally in a person, that's the difference in success and failure. Mm. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. All right, all right. That's
0: a wrap. Um, we had Ju—I'm Ju- sorry, Julian and Tristan Denha. Yep. yep. Okay. Oh, guys. Where can
1: we find you guys? You on social media? All over, yes. All over. Yeah. Okay. LinkedIn, where's your
2: uh, Facebook, Julian Denha?
1: That's yep. it. Yep. On LinkedIn, no, not and Instagram. Yep. Yep. LinkedIn,
2: Same thing. Tristan Denha. All right. Instagram. Cool. And we're only gonna get more active. Right. Up. Sweet. We'll be honest with you guys. It's our first podcast. Yeah. We haven't jumped on one yet. My oh, man. sweet. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate you guys.
1: Yeah, we so, really appreciate that. Yeah. So when you guys are billionaires, they're going to revert back to this video and watch it. We're like, yeah. all yeah. going to mm-hmm. be there That's together. together. Come on. Right. Yeah. 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 There we go.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, thank you for coming. And we are glad that you are here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for having us. But, uh, all right. We, we guys, like appreciate rom- it. Everyone to... We, we have to start doing this like... Two minutes in, right. like and subscribe to our podcast. There's something about real estate or Tassari. You should be able to look up any of them. Mm-hmm. And we are on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, yep. YouTube. Breaker, and Google yes Everything, almost. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Thank Thanks. you, guys. All right. All right. All right.
4: So I wanna see it's those red. video. I wanna see some of the videos well, no, It wasn't crazy, they're just all saying, saying like Fuck yeah. this place, <laughs> fuck my manager <laughs> Fuck this <Party. laughs>